Death to Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. We are recapping season 14, episode 12. Settling in or just settling? We just have to say, we're at the point in the season, and I've noticed this specifically since we've been potting over the last three. Mm -hmm. We always reach this point mid-season where all of the fans are angry at the experts. They proclaim they're bored. What happened to the show? This show's in the shitter. I'm done. All this stuff. And I find it interesting that production thinks that the right thing to do at this halfway point where you're trying to keep people in, engaged and invested when we're starting to like teeter in support because everyone just seems like a shit show, they decide to just throw a pointless episode that isn't moving us forward in the middle of the season. And I think it's absurd. And yes, I'm also a little bit <laughs> spicy and offended that we've yet to be asked to come join. <laughs> what would you say to that? Come join after party? Yes. Oh, I... Well, and like... Okay, I was seething. season episodes. <laughs> I was seething. Okay, first of all, I just want to give you, give everyone out there listening to this a huge shout out for sticking with Till Death Do Us Recap. Yeah. Because After Party is out here. Doing free promo for free some other Free promo for all these people who just decided that they're going to start getting into Married at First Sight now. <laughs> okay. What well, the hell is fair, going on here? I've looked it up a little bit. <laughs> the Bald and the Beautiful pod, the guy and his wife, he's a comedian that's like, fairly known. And then I looked up the girl from the pod this week. Their pod is not much bigger than ours. Okay, but do not say their names. That's free press. I'm not press. saying it. Okay, you she said the first one. She is an actress. So she actually has a personal following because of a Netflix show she was on. So there, you know, they we started from the bottom. Now we're here. They came in and we're not at the bottom. So anyway, after party is coming for is coming for us <laughs> and I'm not having it. That being said, after party, if you'd like to invite my wife on to be on an after we party might be episode, a different tune right now. Like, OK, but I will say regardless, the balls in your court, even though I will be honored in the future moment when they do ask us to come on to one of these bullshit episodes, I still stand by. These filler episodes, when you're already talking about two-hour episodes a week, you yeah, know. Yeah, what's your point with this? You didn't, you just didn't think this episode was a good episode? No, I'm talking about last week. Oh, not having one. I'm talking about last one. week, not how they one. do those filler eps where they invite a bunch of people on to recap what's happened already, right at like probably the hardest point in the season. The journey thus far. stay it engaged anyway because it's already getting like hard. It's getting harder to watch because you're more attuned to everybody's flaws and it feels like they're all falling apart. And like I said, in the Facebook groups, on the Reddit, this is always around the point where everybody starts like ratcheting up their anger at like gotcha. production at large, the show at large, this cast, it used to be better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why would you throw an episode like that in there? When it's already hard enough to keep people caring. Yeah, the journey thus far, I mean, I think it is difficult too because we do have After Party. And so we're yeah. already hearing 
people. It, it it's not well, like now that you're inviting podcasters on to after party. It's like, what is the point? What's the, the point the of the stupid, journey thus far? Yeah, yeah. It's a hard reset in a way, or soft reset. I don't really know what that means, but um, <laughs> it is a reset of sorts. And now, if you've noticed, the it's changed in how the show is marketed in episode, and we're no longer, you know, day twenty eight of marriage. We are twenty days till decision day. You know, it's like. This is the point where it switches, and now mm-hmm. instead of counting up, we are counting We're down. To down. The wire. Yes, yeah. So that's just my little beef with these filler eps. You know, like we've already complained about the fact that it takes way too long to get through all the weddings, even at the top, and then the fact that they add all of those extra episodes, so you think the season has started, but it hasn't really. And then you throw this in there. It's just like, ay, 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 folks at Kinetic, like we need to deal with this problem because it's annoying. Um, I'm boycotting after party until I get a phone call. <laughs> I will not be. Okay, I will you be can staying watch connected for the juice. Um, something else to put out there. We somehow missed our one year anniversary <laughs> like weeks ago. And then we shouted it out on our Instagram a couple weeks late but we just want to reiterate that it has been one year since we have been doing this. One year since we said, what if? That would be crazy. And then suddenly it was happening. And now here we are. So again, thank you so much to all of you who listen and take the time to go write a review on Apple Pod or give us a star rating on it wherever you're listening. It means so much. And like all of this was just so unexpected. And to go along with that, it felt right that we should have some way to like easily link you to where you can listen to the pod and stuff like that. So now we do have a link tree set up on our Instagram page where you can easily jump to your favorite platform and listen. Um, And we also have this buy me a coffee feature now, which is freaking cool, where if you feel so inclined, you can go make a little donation to keeping the podcast alive. As a lot of you know, we are both full-time worker bees in the world, and then we do this outside of that. So (laughs) it takes many, many hours between prep and then doing it and then post And it brings us a lot of joy, but a lot of time and energy. So if you feel compelled to donate some caffeine towards our cause, it would mean the world. And with that housekeeping and tangential introing, let's jump in. Let's jump in with the couple that, as I've said in recent weeks, has become my least favorite couple to bear witness to. I always brace myself, and it's always correct that I brace myself because any of their so-called good times are so frigging fleeting, and you watch them jump right back into their toxic cycle all over again, every scene. We have Lindsay and Mark, also known as MTS. Oh, my gosh. We start in a way where you think... Oh, are we turning a corner? We have a whiteboard moment. All right. I got to get into this whiteboard here for a second. First of all, okay, I see the whiteboard gets introduced early on. And it starts as like a a schedule of sorts, a weekly schedule. What do we want to work on? Then it becomes clear that this whiteboard is doing the most. 
The whiteboard is doing way too much what do you right mean? now. As the episode goes on, this whiteboard is used for seven different things. We have dinner sides on the whiteboard. Oh. Apparently, Lindsay's laundry instructions are supposed to be on this whiteboard. We're talking about wants and needs and desires on this whiteboard, relationship goals. It's all too much. Mark needs to call Jose and get focused on one whiteboard. Oh, that whiteboard. is so funny because I was here to say of the whiteboards we have been subjected to in the last year of our life, I personally love the spirit of Mark's whiteboard far more than I did Jose's. Um, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's trying to do too much, but I just felt like at least if we're going to have a whiteboard moment, we're having a meaningful whiteboard moment. We're actually, you can tell that this was his way of being like, look, you keep complaining that I'm not giving you enough attention or enough focus time or we're not, um, not doing enough like romantic things, whatever. So let's like slap our schedules up here. Let's specify when we're spending intentional time together, etc. And when he presented this to Linz, she was like touched by an angel by the whole thing. Like this was like her, she was so touched. Um, she also wanted to immediately add things to the whiteboard. So maybe That's what I'm she's saying. part of I'm like, this problem you speak of. <laughs> it's too much for a little like, two oh, foot by three foot I whiteboard. Put unplug blocks. I want to put unplug blocks, you know, where I just get all of you. You put the, he's like, what's that? She's they like, start talking the about away. shows to watch, like planning a show, like put it on the whiteboard. We're starting to, you know, like what? Look, this, uh, no. at the end of the day, I think whatever works for you, if you guys need to slap a bunch of shit up on the whiteboard to like help you guys stay on track and like connected to each other and what your goals are, cool. However, Mark clearly, unknowingly created what would soon become a weapon against himself by creating this whiteboard because yeah. it obviously has become just a new way for him to be haunted by what he isn't doing. And Lindsay throws that whiteboard in his face quite a bit later, which we will get to. Um, but yeah, so we open with them having this like lovely moment. He's presenting it to her. She's like, so it means so much to her. It's so thoughtful, blah, blah, blah. Then we go shopping together. Mm. Mark is, mm. quote, not big on fruit. And then come to find, which, like, we already basically knew, he's not big on anything that grows from the earth. Like, literally nothing. Or comes from the sea. <laughs> he does it. And then I was dead. So he's apparently having like a meltdown in his head because all he's noticing is that she wants to get like every piece of produce they pass and he's all stressed about money right now. And so he's like, she keeps saying all these things like cantaloupe, melon, cucumber, salad, blah, blah. Like he, all of it to him is dollar signs. And I just was like, LOL, Mark doesn't know that all of the fruits and veggies combined are the same price as the, the fucking Cheez-Its and Goldfish he's been getting in bulk yes. in the middle of the grocery store. I wrote in all like, caps, Sir. do you know how cheap these items are? <laughs> like, she's like, would you like four apples? Uh, doesn't fit in the budget. Doesn't, and it's like, clearly if you've ever shopped for 
an eggplant or a cucumber of sorts, mm -hmm. you would know, or some fennel, you would know that these items are range from a dollar to two dollars. Yeah. Like, and he's like, we can't do it. Can't do it. It's not in the budget. It's not in the budget. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to go get an eight dollar gallon of goldfish. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like he confuses the he amount of yeah, items exactly. going into the cart for insane the dollar amounts. As this, all the processed shit he likes to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and then I absolutely died when Lindsay taught us the term chicken finger men because <laughs> I'm staying silent on this. You are a chicken finger man and I've just been calling it the kindergarten palette for so long that it is honestly hysterical to me to hear this term and that she has been making fun of her girlfriends who have ended up with chicken finger men for like all of her adulthood and now she's married to one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I know about that. I know about being married to a chicken finger man. Yes, and I am a chicken <laughs> finger man. What can I say? <laughs> Sue it's me. so funny. It's such a specific thing. It's like cheeseburger plain, no sauce. Can I have that chicken as dry as possible without a sauce in sight? Great. That's exactly what I want. Can I have... <laughs> so there's... Um, I wrote later... Because she's like... she's comes for him in all these little scenarios too, right? Like, will you try that? Did you try that? Did you try that? And I put like... I know that it seems like she's being a pushy bitch with this. But I get it a little bit. Because when you're so... When you know that your partner is a chicken finger man out of solely the fact that he was not exposed or open to all these other tastes, you feel like your partner is missing out on like one of the true pleasures of being a person, which is to taste all of these delicious things. And so you're just like, okay, do you know you don't like that? Or do you just think you don't like it because you've never tried it? And then you can get a little bit pushy on accident because you're like trying and, you know, you're dipping your shit in something or you're stirring the bowl the way it's supposed to all be stirred together. And you're like, look over and realize they're eating like the grain of rice sans any of the sauces that you were meant to mix together. And you're just like, try it with the sauce. You're missing out. But then it can make you seem really pushy. I, I don't know. It's like, do we just accept kindergarten palettes or do we try and push kindergarten palettes out of what I would like to know what the people think is right here. Maybe that like maybe me and Lindsay's of the world are need to just practice some radical acceptance. Yeah, maybe put maybe we'll do a poll on it this week on the Instagram. Do you have any thoughts? Well, here's the thing. Okay, I know. It's You're, hard. It's hard for me. You are better than Mark. I need That's to what say I'm it. trying to say is you that I am fine being like referenced to as a chicken finger man or having a <laughs> kindergarten palate. That being said, um, I have had tacos before and sushi and yes, I, yeah. I do and, you, and big credit to you for maturing my palate. I went from Thanksgiving dinners, my plate only consisting of turkey, mashed potatoes, and several rolls, Literally to now just pure white, like the whitest plate. You've okay, ever seen. thank you. Now it's gotten a little bit better. 
You do a dollop of crayon. Okay. <laughs> the problem is, is that Lindsay and Mark, she needs to accept it right now because They've her pushing, they got bigger things to go That's for than, than, than trying to get them on vegetables. That's true. Vegetables are the least of our concerns here, Lens. So him and Steve play football and like have a guy moment and he's opening up and Okay, so basically he tells him, like, which he repeats this later, and I'm like, it doesn't sound great, Mark, so maybe say it different, which is a, an issue for Mark. He's like, I finally, like, care about her, but I'm still concerned by, like, half of the things of her behavior and the way she functions in the world. And then he proceeds to tell her that to her face later, but not before. We get multiple overhead fights, which bless bless that at least. Like, I, I'm here for the overhead fights. Apparently, he effed up. She needs him to know $250 worth of her clothes by putting them in the dryer. And then she says in the fight, you've done this four times before. And to her, it's all proof that, like, you don't listen to me and you don't care. And then. Well, at this point in the episode, I'm feeling like. I'm starting to feel personally attacked by what what Mark is doing because he's not eating vegetables <laughs> and now he's ruining items in the dryer which I have a penchant for at times <laughs> and I'm like Mark like this is just I I'm oh, so I'm sweating were... under the collar oh, already at this so point. Funny. <laughs> Okay, I have never yelled at you like that. No, 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 no. I'm not accusing you of that, but I'm just like, geez, Mark, I'm trying to distance myself from you here. (laughs) I see. Okay, that makes sense. Although he does not know how to throw a football. I didn't take any notes other than like football related notes about Steve and Mark's beach session. There was a lot wrong with it, but we don't need to go into it. Okay. Maybe you can bring that up later when we readdress for Steve. Bonus pod. <laughs> so basically, we're go- we're going back and forth. It's a little confusing in my notes, but now I recall. So she is doing a selfie camera, and she's like beside herself. And she's like, I just don't know if I could do this. He made the whiteboard, didn't follow it, says he wants nightly check-ins, can't even stay in the room long enough. He's never been consistent. He's never followed through. It's And then, so we're going back and forth between her really distraught selfie videotaping and these various overhead camera fights. So we have the one over the laundry, which apparently has like much deeper, larger meaning to all things life. Then we have another one, which made me really uncomfortable, where she is yelling at him for petting the cat more than her. Mm. Did you catch that? Yeah. That was so awkward. She's like, you touch this cat more than me. Oh, my God. And... And then even in, I think, that fight, she starts going off. It's just like the whiteboard. You make rules, and then I follow the rules, and then you don't follow them, and then I'm left to figure that out. So then you're like, oh, shit. Like, of course, of course. Like, nothing with the whiteboard. Like, that was just a tease. Like, everything is spiraled. And I really just feel like we are stuck in this cycle with this couple at the core of it, I think Mark is terrified of her, and he's not that into her. No. I really just believe that, and he can't, he can't like, face defeat. He's not going to say, I'm done. So he's going to keep, like, physically being present and randomly getting surges of motivation to, like, show her 
you know, to be like, maybe this will work and maybe I'll suddenly feel for her and blah, blah, blah. He's checked out. But He's most checked of the time, out. I think it just like. But it's weird because he has this like nice guy way of doing it, but he can't stand her, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think that he can only handle it for like focused periods of time. And I think what ends up happening too is like she is unconsciously fully perpetuating this cycle because anytime he does something kind for her, what what could be an opportunity for them to build on that and move forward, she always ends up like pointing to well, but all the other time you're not giving me attention and you haven't touched me enough and you haven't blah, 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 and you haven't blah, blah, blah. And I think that all that does is make him go, see, I knew this, blah, 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 blah. I knew that she's this way. It's always going to end up back here. And then he pulls away and then she's like, you never blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, see, I don't, you know what I yeah, mean? It's, like it's it just cycle. feeds itself. Yeah. And yeah. I feel extremely baffed by the fact that like Keisha asked Elijah Wan and um, Noi on After Party if they think that Lindsay and Mark have what it takes to work out. And they both like adamantly do. And I just was sitting there like, y'all, what are you saying? Like, you can't really think that. Hmm. So they're just stuck in this hellacious cycle. And I just am like, yeah, at the core, I'm just like, Mark is too, like, too much has happened. Too much damage has happened. And he doesn't really want to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets, like, random inspiration to do so. And he sees how even when he puts 150% in, the benefits of it only last for maybe 24 hours. And then he's got her right back on his ass. And I think he's just like, it's not worth it. She's crazy psycho yeah or anytime he tries to like put his foot down like with the arm thing Mm -hmm. you know he's like don't do that she 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 shuts down and she's like that's it you've lost me you know and and it's like well at the very beginning everyone in her life was telling you at the wedding that you need to stand firm you need to stand your ground all this stuff, right. and now he does it in these little situations, and she shuts down, and like it, it, it's like they don't have enough built yet, and so it's just always seesawing back and yeah. forth. It's a hellacious seesaw. Um, so I mean, he talks to a friend, and I was just thinking, God, like the way he describes this dynamic. If I was that friend, I'd be like, This is very toxic, and you should just end it. <laughs> and it, it's true, and you see proof of this in the overhead cam. Like, Lindsay's go-to when she's angry is, I'm out, I'm out, or I'm done, I'm done. And I also think that that's an interesting component of it. Like, oh, so every time you get upset, that's what you say? Like, that's immature. I'm it's sorry, so it just immature. is. So then she's trying to do a gesture for him. She thought that a great, thoughtful gesture, which to me just screams, this is for her, not him. But she acts like her big thoughtful gesture is a planned photo shoot at home with the cats wearing silly shark costumes and the photographer from their wedding. Okay. I'm already like nervous when this is getting presented because I'm just like, really? This is your big extension to Mark to show that you, whatever. 
once again, this poor guy has to walk through the door. I always just feel for him because I feel like he's constantly getting like bombarded upon entering the apartment. (laughs) And he's like always having to brace himself like, okay, what now? And he comes through the door and she's like, surprise, we're taking pics and we're dressing up and I have dinner here. And that's when she's like, try the sauce, try the sauce. <laughs> he doesn't want to try the sauce. Uh, the he's chicken. such a bee about this. Him? Like, yes, I know. he's really lost the plot with this stuff. I'm like, eat the damn sauce. Try the sauce. She made it for you, clearly. Like, I, or it's not that it. big of a deal. I know, like, I know. But I almost uh, wonder, like you were saying earlier, like, it, are these moments his little, this is where his real irritation comes out and he almost like overcompensates to be like, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. Like, <laughs> fuck you, I do what I want, as Cartman would say. <laughs> like, I feel like these are, he, you know what I mean? And he's overcompensating in moments like that. Like, no, no, thank you. I do not want the sauce. Yeah, like, it's okay, like, maybe you don't need to put your foot down your battle, in this bro. situation. Yeah. So oh, He was really chafing me with this. Well, then we go. So he tries to have a reflection with her um, pre like photo shoot. So this is probably after he had that talk with his friend Mm -hmm. and he sits down with her and he's like, you know, just trying to have a serious talk about. And this is when he says, like, I finally really care about you. But (laughs) I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) But his whole point is like, I have feelings for you now and I care about you. But I still have a lot of reservations about the future because of basically the way that you get when there's conflict. And I do feel like when I try to bring something to you, because her whole thing is always, well, I'm not like holding you back from saying what you need or think or feel. And he's always like, but you kind of are because you're scary. And half the time that I tell you what I think, feel or want, you pop off. And it's not, it's like, yes, she has a right to have a reaction to what you say. And just because it's your turn to talk doesn't mean she has to love everything you're going to say. But it also, but you need to be an adult about the way you receive it. And we can all acknowledge at this point that Lindsay doesn't handle feedback that is in any way critiquing her. She doesn't take it well. And she does freak out. So he's trying to say that. And she basically butts in and starts turning the entire thing around on him is how I saw it. I felt like she suddenly was like, well, yeah, I mean, if you would just take accountability, I mean, you just, you've yet to take any accountability. And he's like, but you could take some accountability. And she's like, no, I mean, it's just, you know, if you could just take some responsibility and blah, blah. I mean, what are you... Did you see it differently? Because I just felt like everything coming out of Lindsay's mouth right now is applicable to her. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Okay. just making sure that we're on the same page. But then there was, she just, she wouldn't hear any differently. You know, it's like, the only reason we have issues is you. And then she reaches out, grabs his arm, and he, as she says, recoils. And he pulls away and is like, no, don't grab me. He took it differently, obviously. He took it as like a grab. And she took it as a, 
like, look me in the eye while I'm talking to you. Like, let's have a moment right now. Anyways, she feels totally ashamed and rejected. So she freaks and is like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I wasn't a huge fan of the arm grab. That she did? Yeah. Yeah, no, I felt like you're not reading the moment right now. Like, that's not the vibe. Yeah. What are you doing? I kind of felt Mark was justified in that reaction. Like, whoa, just to stop. Like, She's just too much. Yeah. She is. I don't know what else to say. It's like, that might have even been fine earlier in the conversation. You know? Like, but you put him on the defense because the second he said what his concerns and feelings are, you basically turned the entire thing around and went, Oh, yeah, no, that's because of you. You're the problem. And then, like, let me grab your arm to make that more clear. Like, I I just felt like you're not reading the vibe here. Yeah. Like, he is not happy about what you're saying right now. So she freaks out. She's done. She goes to pack a bag. Goes to pack a bag. And then we just get a great. Just oh, the timing. You can't. You can't of everything. write this. So yeah. there was a point. She met, Maybe she just like stormed out into the hallway and was like bitching to a producer as we know she does. In the meantime, the photographer comes. <laughs> and Mark thinks that the way to handle this, rather than say, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Like you've caught us at a really bad time. And I don't think that like this is going to work out today. Thank you so much for coming. He thinks that the way to deal with this is to proceed as though, (laughs) basically like kind of as though nothing's happening, but it clearly, he he picks up one of the cats in the sharp costume, sits in the middle of the couch and has like a gleeful smile and is like, yeah, so you can just take it of us, I guess. It's just going to be me and the cats for the photo shoot. (laughs) Mark needs these prints. He is waiting yeah. for the wallet size for the next sheet reality show he's to, applying to, or to come out. He he's <laughs> like, you know what? My life is falling apart, but damn it, if I'm gonna miss Better an opportunity to get some cat some pictures with me on the couch. <laughs> so awkwardly, Lindsay comes storming back in through, and she has to go through the living room to get to the bedroom. So she comes back in and she's all tearful. And this is when she starts packing the bag. She blusters past the photographer and goes in the room. And right before she slams it, she's like, I'm not feeling well. You can just do it with him. Oh, that's slams right. The door. <laughs> and this poor fucking photographer. Like, I am dead. Can we interview her? Like, we need to interview her. She knows more than anyone. So she slams the door on the photographer. And then... I think that Mark gets up to try and talk to her a little bit in the room. Yes, he does. Lindsay's whole thing, as she says in the confessional, is all she wants is for Mark to say, no, I want you to be here. Because she's like, Mm. she has every opportunity to leave, to go, but she can't let herself fully go there. And she says to, to the producers, if he just says, oh, I want you to stay, then I'll then I'll stay. So Mark comes in the room. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm just. And then he goes. I, I think we should do the. I think we should do the photo. I, I think we should do the photo. And so that's enough for her to stay. Then she goes out of the room. You know, blush well, and face. Mind you, when they're in the room, they're fighting about 
she is just going off. She keeps saying the lack of boundaries, the lack of boundaries. I think she... Probably. She seemed a little... Drunk? Yeah. Yeah. She seemed drunk to me. Like, that grab she did of his arm felt like a drunk move. Mm Because it felt like no awareness, again, of, like, what he was feeling and what was actually going on there. And if you've ever been, like, yeah, grabbed, like, when you're talking to someone and then you're like, just don't touch me. Yeah. So she keeps being, like, the lack of boundaries. And I'm like, literally, what are you talking about, Lindsay? Like... I've heard you bitch about pretty much everything that's wrong with this man in recent weeks. Some of which I don't even disagree with. I just disagree with the way you deliver it and how mean you can be. But the lack of boundaries? I thought the whole thing was like, he's staying away too much. He's not giving you enough focused attention. I was just so confused. And then she's like, again, we have the fully turning around. There are certain discussions that are not a two-way. And I was like, put Lindsay, same to you, literally. Like, she always tries to make everything as, well, you too. Well, you too, you know? And if you would just be accountable. And now it's, you can never be accountable, you know? Some things just aren't. And then she's going on about, I just feel like you can pour everything into everyone else. You don't do anything, Mark. Which I'm like, really? Really, we're coming off of that month anniversary he just planned for you, but he does nothing. And then he is he is really just fixated, I think, on the fact that the photographer is like close by. Because remember, the producer tells the photographer, like, yeah. I think they need a minute. <laughs> and she like goes into a front room or something or maybe is standing outside the door and I think he's just like, we've got to deal with this. We asked this photographer to come. Let's not embarrass ourselves. But it's like, okay, ship already sailed, babe. I would just pull out. But he is hellbent on following through with this plan. And so then the photographer comes back in and I died. Oh, she goes gosh. straight to the, she f- clearly feels so uncomfortable the, yeah. and knows that she's in the middle of something so beyond her. And so she just immediately, she gets to the living room and then she crouches on the ground and just starts shooting the cat just by itself. (laughs) I was like, this poor lady. And then. Yeah, the, this poor photographer is multiple times. Oh, I've been so many times. This poor woman, this poor lady, (laughs) this poor photographer. And then finally they both come out. They're with the cat. Wait, no, before we even get there, Lindsay comes back. And calls the photographer in the room to help her get dressed. Oh help my her God, pick out right. an outfit. Oh my God, you're right. She's like uh, wiping the tears away from her it's eyes. Like, oh, okay. I'm going to need your help. Come in here. Help me out. And it's like, oh my gosh. God. We need to talk about like, I mean, we can have a separate podcast on the idea of a cat photo shoot. But the fact that just the cats are dressed up and they're just sitting on the couch. It's just odd to me. Like, there's no set design for this, like, photo session. Mm. It's just very bizarre. It's like, this could have been accomplished by putting your phone on a tripod and the timer. Like, why is someone else here? It's just, the whole thing is bizarre. No one So anyway, I digress. Yeah. So then they do a bunch of family photos where Lindsay puts on her best face, which Mark said this is a thing that she does. She'll, like, lose her shit on him. Then they'll go in public. She can act like everything's great. And then the second it's over, she's back to her mood. So 
She's all in her best behavior for the family folks. And then the woman goes, do you want to take one, just the two of you? And we get about 20 seconds of dead silence. (laughs) You know, the producer like handed her a a 20 spot for asking that question. The producer's (laughs) like, listen, you're going to go in there and ask if they just want pictures of themselves taken. (laughs) And then I just died. So like, it's basically a begrudging like, "Eh, I can't. And then Lindsay and her fake smile, like she refuses to just surrender. She has to have you know, and she does that cringe smile. And I just screamed at that final shot. And then I was wondering, like I spent half this time because you know that hilarious photo of them? It was in the promo pics from the beginning of the season um, where she's in the blue dress and she's laying across the couch. And like there was a meme going around of people being like, why do I feel like this is Jan and Michael? from the office and she was wearing that blue dress in this photo shoot. And I'm like, Oh Oh, my God, these photos we've been taking all like watching using all season are from this fateful Eve. Great catch. Interesting. Yeah. Going to have to dig that one up. Yeah. So I think that we've talked them to death. I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say about them. Other than I have zero hope for this couple. Yeah, I am not very hopeful at all. It's not good. It's not looking good. It's just so hard to watch them at this point. Yeah. The cycle's old. I'm tired of seeing the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Katina and Elijah So we, of course, are coming off of the, quote, dinner party from hell incident. The big fight that we didn't get to see the whole thing of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're seeing Katina first thing showing up at Jasmina and Michael's place for like advice. And she tells them the whole situation, what happened. And she's obviously, she is expressing that she's super upset about his tone and that he keeps telling her like this is clearly proof that you weren't serious about signing up which is just not the case I mean she's clearly so emotional she's like I handed him my phone right away and he clicked it it was on like one of the first pages and he clicked it and it was a login page like proof that this thing has not been used in a long time and you can tell that Michael and Jasmina are on her team and Michael's kind of trying to like explain like, dude, he's just like unreasonable right now. Like he's very emotional. He's going to understand. Um, but yeah, she's so frustrated because I mean, you even hear when Michael and Elijah Wan see each other later and talk about it. He's just hell bent obsessed with this idea that just the fact that this existed is symbolic of this big overarching message that is Katina must not be ready to be married. And it's just so clear that it's not that. Yeah, it's not what it is. I mean, his whole thing, you can log in and log out of, diff, you know, every time you use this app. And I'm like, this is Isaac thinking here. Right. Like, let's, right. Like, let's take the Isaacness out of this. Which they said that in After Party. mm. The woman was like, 
you know, I can't help but think, oh, you're thinking that way because that's how you used to do things and think, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and he basically was like, yep, you're not wrong. And he did say in after party that he knows he overreacted and that he 100% believes his wife and that he, like, the fact that she handed her phone to him, no problem, and that it all was so right there, like, he fully believed her. I do, like, don't know what to think, though. I, I, whatever. I guess we're all okay now. But I don't really like that you, like, you let us see this gnarly building fight thing, and then we don't see them make up? Yeah, that was very bizarre. That was a bizarre choice. We just suddenly get the selfie video of them where he has tattoos all over his neck now. So what are you telling me? He got all these neck... Everyone's talking about this. I don't know what to make of it. But that selfie video of them basically being like, we're all good now. And I apologized, of course, being Katina. And we're so happy and we love each other. And yeah, we got through it. But... We never saw anything in real time happening. And like, why is his neck covered with tattoos? Like, did you guys I, this, see this way this, later? The neck tattoo thing is totally baffling to me. Like, I'm totally confused, I'm so confused about because he has them in some videos. He ha- he doesn't have them in others. The first yeah. time I noticed it, I think, was in a confessional well, video the of interviews, him. Yeah. Which that is a little more understandable because it's like, we are obviously all not so naive to think that they're in real time doing all of those interviews. Like at the least, they're probably doing them, you know, once a week, once every two weeks or something. I don't actually know, but I still just don't know what to make of this. I'm like, did you guys make this video for them to throw in the editing room when they realized later that they didn't have anything to show your makeup? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm 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 baffled. Release but everything the was, tapes. Release the tapes. There's always some a time where we need more tapes released. There's seven hours missing of Mathis footage <laughs> that was deleted from that day. Um Elijah Wan <laughs> and his former coach meet up and he brings up the dating app incident right away, which I'm like, geez. Uh And I thought that the way that he described himself to his coach and how he reacted was rich. You know, you know me, you know me. I was talking with expression. I'm a passionate speaker. You know, I spoke passionately. I'm like, Elijah Wan, we would call it more than passionate. Yeah, I wrote like- call it aggressive bulldozing. What's the line between, you know, speaking passionately and making someone cry? Like, let's try to be a little bit. And I think that's kind of his main thing. You know, yeah. he is a passionate person. He does admit he that. Emotional. He is a little overdramatic. Yeah. So knowing those things, if, if that's your bugaboo, if you will, then <laughs> like, let's, yeah, let's be a little bit more like actively trying to work on those things. Yeah. This kind of, I don't know, this whole, the whole thing with coach was a little puff piece for me Uh, totally it was a little i don't know i just got it didn't seem super authentic i don't know if authentic is even the right word it just came off it just came off a little weird to me for some reason their relationship is really like that 
That's really cool. No, I yeah. Think. I think that's I'm not really doubting special. that. It's like, just the way that it came. It, it didn't seem. But we've never heard of him or met him. So to me, it was a little bit like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where was he at the wedding and why weren't we like, I mean, maybe he was there and we just don't remember it, but. I'm not doubting their relationship as much as I am the, the substance of what they talked about to me was just like, let me prove and remind you, you know, you saw me when I used to play. I am passionate, right? Like, that's a good quality to have, right? You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what it came off mm-hmm. to me, you know, rather than, Whereas, I don't know. Whereas Katina is talking to her friend and she's telling her about like their fight and all of that. And like that, that was a big moment for her. It obviously really freaked her out. But her big takeaway that she's learned is that she just needs to be calm when he gets like that. And I was so relieved when her friend was like, um, and he also has to do that for you too. Like, you, when do you get to feel your emotions? When do you get to be upset? When do you get to be honest that you have a negative feeling that isn't going to make everything convenient? Yeah. And then Katina said, which I was like, thank God. Thank you, friend. And then she was like, exactly. So I have to decide if I have the patience for him to basically grow up in this area um, to catch up. I don't know. I just overall. My, like, if I'm going to take them all at face value from this episode, they appear to be doing really well. And, I mean, because then we have their Taco Tuesday night. Which, which once, once again, again I- <laughs> who's the one doing the gesture? I know. I know. I, like, I wrote it down. Why is Katina the sole romantic gesture? Like, one charm bracelet does not make a mirage from y- y- the husband. You know, like... Apparently that was his bit. And then a shady cooking class that we all know was not pure of heart. So I don't, what, what my original thing that I was trying to get, I don't know how to articulate this very well, but it's like everything I'm seeing is that they're doing well overall. They're clearly very in love and they really are committed to making this work. And so comparatively, it's like, okay, oh, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to believe you. But that doesn't mean that I do not still have lots of red flags for these little reasons, you know? Yeah, like, I think that- there's something that makes me a little uncomfortable about the fact that we're just like, do-do-do, and now we're happy, and Katina just needed to say sorry, and Katina just needed to plan another night, and Katina just needs to be calm when Elijah Wan is screaming. And, you know, if we just do all of that, then everything's great. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. Yeah, I mean, there were times in the episode where he, I mean, he acknowledged in the selfie cam his role in taking it to a next level that, mm-hmm. and so, you know, props to him for that. Um, but yes, I have the very same feeling where I'm like, okay, I'll follow you down this path in saying that, you know, you guys are doing better and everything's fine again, but I'm kind of looking at it a little with a little bit of a head cock, cock, a head if cock, you if you will. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of my overall feeling on them. Yeah. Right now. And also, like, a margarita is not tequila and Welch's. Well. It's just not. No. It's just not. Um, but that's that's a digression. I, I mean, yeah. And I just felt like at the end he said these, like, sweet things to her after taco night. You know, like, 
his version of sweet things, of course. I'm happy I married you, Katina, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, he's on a like, we just worked through something big high right now. Mm. He's like, really, we could do anything, blah, 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 you know? And even that, it just makes me nervous. I just feel nervous. Yeah. But- well, I'm very excited for next week with them. When Dr. Pepper watch doing <gasps> yeah. counseling and yeah, then the one-on-one and then he goes and talks shit on dr pepper oh, and she walks and out she walks That's out. Right. Ooh, big fan oh of that. yeah i can't so wait. yeah that'll be that'll be more fun yeah okay steven noy oh steven noy i gotta say just at the top mm-hmm. noy is bugging me i knew you were gonna say that noy is bugging me big time right now yeah i think fair i think she's kind of immature yeah, she is. Clearly. And, you know, let's not throw stones in glass houses here, but and we don't want to just call out the negative things. But I, gosh, she was getting on my nerves this episode. Yeah. I just also want to say, as people who have two dogs and no kids and who, again, like have been married for almost 10 years, I would like, like, okay, is it proof of a version of you can think a little bit outside of yourself yes but noi let's stop like being able to take the dog out when it has to poo and or wash it is not an indicator of your readiness to parent human beings it's just not so i think that we need to stop well i think what you're trying to say is like it's okay for one to use playful language around like oh, yeah. I mean, we dog that parents that we don't that, Noi, I think takes it to a little bit more of a level where, where I'm so says, happy that Sushi finally has a dad. I wrote that quote too. That is so funny. I was I'm gonna like, say that next. Okay. I was like, oh, because you know what they say, dogs really need a two-parent household to healthily develop. <laughs> like, shut up. It's not a human being. If sh- if Sushi does not have the structure of two loving parents, <laughs> how will she- Sushi get through life? I know. I've just felt so bad all these years of being a single parent to Sush. I'm like, <laughs> please stop. Like oh. that's a little much for me. Yeah, that's, like, that's crosses the, that crosses like, the line for stop me. Stop acting like this is like the true and only test of readiness to parent humans. Um, also, just side note, I will never understand the merit of these grooming places where you pay to go wash your own dog. I didn't know that was a thing, babe. The place that we go have gone for eight years also has that as an offering. Hell no. And I have never understood it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what? if I'm paying someone to wash my dog, I am dropping them off and walking away. I'm not dealing with the mess or else I'd be doing it in my own bathtub, right? Yeah, or in the yard or something. Baffling, yeah. baffling. Um, <laughs> so moving on. So that was just like they had their dog moment and that was apparently very important to Noi that she see that he can wash the dog. Also, though, I'd be remiss if I didn't include that this opening shot of them, Noi is kind of getting annoyed with Steve's sleeping habits as someone who is not currently working. So that just kind of sets oh, the... Oh, you're right. When sets a like, little oh, bit of a tone nice. for what's to come. Yeah. So. yeah. And everyone knows that feeling. 
I mean, like if you're together long enough, you have enough like life changes through different jobs and stuff. Yeah, where, we're like, going to we're going to get into this because I have some. Off, yeah. You yeah. know, like I'm going to be angry every morning next week when you're on spring break. And I remember that I have to be responsible and you don't. But like, that's not actually fair. No, it's not. And I <laughs> encourage you to bookmark this moment in time and remember it. Well, it's recorded for all to hear. So, <laughs> so we do, this is where, and then we go to Mark and Steve playing football. Would you like to have your football moment? Well, I'll just say, I mean, it's like, don't teach, like, don't, don't get too in the weeds of the sports. No, I'm not. I'm just saying like, they're in like heavy kind of sand mm-hmm. and Mark's wearing shoes they're standing like very close to be throwing a football. Mm. So what they're doing is just kind of this like lobby, like flick of a wrist. And it's just like, I'm not saying you need to be running like 15 yard post routes or something like that, but just Mm. like, I don't know. It's just this lobby. There's no spirals. I I don't know. Maybe it just looked weird because they're both left-handed. I was just like, this is, this is two people who don't know how to play football, playing football. (laughs) That's okay. it. Thank you. Thank you for that. So he, the part relevant to Steve here is that he is saying, cause like Mark is bringing up the job stuff and mm-hmm. how Lindsay would be fine with him taking more time to like really find what matters. He's stressed about money. And Steve of course relates a little bit, but not quite. And he's explaining my situation's a little different. And you know, I saved a bunch of money in like before this. So I came into this prepared to not work and really focus on what's in front of me and be able to comfortably move into the next season with this person. And she's, of course, hounding me about the fact that I'm not going to a job every day. He says he's contributing three or four times as much do we think that's financially or is he just talking about the tasks he's doing around the house? I think it, well, because mm. I originally heard it as, as money, which made my mouth agape. Yeah. But the really what the only thing they're spending money on is food and entertainment right now. Right. They're not paying rent for know, these apartments. I so I think it's probably both. I think he's paying for most of the groceries mm-hmm. or maybe that's split. And then he's doing everything, nearly everything at home. Right. There's no way if he's going to the grocery store, he's making her split. I'm sure not. You think he's covering it? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a combination and of probably both. sitting there thinking, good, you should do that because you're not even working. Here's my problem with some of the stuff that C- Steve is saying in this scene. Mm-hmm. He says something very, to the effect of, if I'm going to get a job, I can't dream. I don't have time to dream about what we can create together. Right. And then now, he also says, okay. he says he's done everything he can do short of getting a full-time job to prove his worth to her. Yes. Now, we live in a, you know, capitalistic society where work gets valued and I and a lot of times like the creativity if people want to like take time away to pursue creative ventures some people don't like have a hard time understanding that right I am a supporter if Steve wants to take time to like pursue a craft or his artist or what makes him happy to wake up in the morning mm-hmm. 
what I d- have a problem with is framing it like I can't dream about our future together or I like that doesn't make sense to me. Like yeah. I work full time, you work full time. We can still have conversations about what we want to accomplish, what our goals and like our, our dreams are together. Yeah. Like it's like you don't need to not be working to not make a like have a plan. Like just right. his excuse of dreaming. I can't really focus on this relationship if I'm working all the time. I'm like that's a, you lost yeah. me there. You lost me there with that one. Yeah, no, and I wrote that too. Like yeah, about his creative energy being stifled because he said it in a few different ways, a few different times. And I just kept thinking, look, I'm game and open to a point like that if you can explain what the fuck you mean. But I don't know what you mean by that's that. That's what I yeah, Are you I think talking that's what I'm about at, yeah. getting creative for your next business venture? Are you talking about being creative enough to do arts and crafts every day with your wife. <laughs> are you like, what are we talking about here? Because I mean, he's like a web developer. I, I mean, that's creative. If you're not giving me specifics, all you're doing you is you're just saying big making millennials movies. look bad. Like if you're not giving me a reason. Yeah. I just, I don't, I, then he even clarified, he wants to know what is the payoff that she is looking for. By insisting that he work full time, is she expecting that they're saving up to buy a home? Is she expecting that she just wants to like have a lot of nice things or go on a lot of vacations? Like what? And I'm just sitting there thinking like, how do you not know this? Like, why are these conversations not being had? Like, first off, so far in front of the camera, but off camera even, you so know? Like, I, I, I'm so I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, and they try like to explain I'm baffled it later. at but... why he hasn't shown her his bank statements at this point. Yeah. Like, I do not understand. If you have a savings, if you are super comfortable and confident financially, why are you not showing her what that looks like so she can shut up and stop riding your ass about it? Yeah. It's or so is it bizarre. that? I don't know. You it's know so what I mean? confusing to me. I, I, do not get it. I mean, we are closer, like I said at the beginning, closer to decision day than we are to marriage. And this seems to be their only issue. Mm-hmm. And yet no one can talk about it. I don't get it. I really don't. And then we get into like the... The chores of it all? Yes. So he's concerned about her not contributing to any house stuff. And... They're talking about how the bathrooms need to be clean. And he's like, okay, you know, he suggests like, how about you take a bathroom? I take a bathroom. And she's like, no, you should just do both bathrooms. And he's like, okay, well then how about I take all the bathroom duties and you take all the taking sushi to the bathroom duties. And she's like, no, not while I'm working. She always comes back to I'm working. Yeah, right? she throws the work, the fact that she works in her in his face. She a does. Lot. She does. And then she what she needed us to know in after party, she was joking. But I think that we all know watching it, she was only like 30% joking when she said kiss my ass. And well, the words were a joke. The sentiment behind the words were not a joke. No, she was dead ass sitting there when she said it. And, like, she's just lucky that she's with such a, like, sweet, mature man who can 
like roll with the punches and make light of that. So he's the reason why that moment did not become cataclysmic as it would have for some of our other couples because he's just like, oh, we're coming in hot on a Saturday morning. Like, and I appreciate that about him. Yeah. I want to know, what is your take about this chore situation? What camp are you in here? I'm so confused. I'm just, I'm confused. Okay. okay. So let, let's elaborate. But first I want to bring up something she said to Sriracha. So I was sitting there thinking, so I was, by the time I spent most of this episode thinking that when he said, I'm contributing three or four times as more, just assuming he meant financially. Now I'm like, oh, maybe it was more house than anything, like stuff around the house. But I was just thinking, like, maybe it doesn't matter. It's like when you associate productivity and or like responsibility as only being equal to the amount of hours that you are getting paid by an employer. Mm -hmm. I just think you run the risk. Like I was, I put like, I will admit, even if he is contributing three or four times financially what she is to everything they're doing in life right now, the mere fact that she is working 40 hours a week from home while he is not working 40 hours a week from home, it just looks it looks bad, right? Like well, to demand 50% on principle in terms of like 50% of the housework, 50% of all of that. Even if it's technically like quote unquote fair, right? In terms of how it's distributed. At the end of the day, you have way more time. So then in the period of time in which you were unemployed and I was working full time, you would be okay if I said to you, if you asked me to do something around the house and I said, no, I want you to do all of it because I have a job. I mean, obviously that would. Because I don't think you would have been okay if I would yeah. have asked you to do it all. No, but I think that like we've still both been in situations where we were the one home more and we're trying to do more yeah than the other person but yeah you're right i mean i probably would be really irritated if in the moment i asked you if you could do something and you were like actually no you do it yeah i don't see that going over well <laughs> i don't see that going over well <laughs> what's your like theory on the thing um, I think, I think Steve's doing enough. Uh, yeah. I, I think Steve's doing enough and I don't, I don't even know if he's like fully asking for 50, 50, but, I, him, I, but him being irritated that she's not helping out more around the house. Do you think that's fair? Um, I kind of think it is if they're both like at the least at nighttime or something like really I think you got to be if you're staying at home I think you got to be doing around 75% of w what needs to be done if you're not working if you're not working so and you're not momming yeah 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 like yeah exactly I think you should probably be figuring out dinner most nights I think if you notice the laundry's overflowing 
you should probably try to do a load. Now, if it's the weekend and it's like, hey, bathrooms need to be cleaned or whatever, let's tag team it, mm-hmm. like make it happen, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I, I kind of think if you're not working, you should be doing most of it. But I don't, but I think Steve is doing most of it. And I think she just doesn't want to do any of it. And I don't think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's her attitude and the way that she's approaching it that's also making me more on Steve's team. Mm-hmm. That totally. being said, Steve wouldn't be in this freaking problem if he was up front in talking and sharing with her what his goals are, right. what he's trying to do, what he has in the bank, because yeah. then we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I know. I know. That's what feels like the most silly like, I just feel like we're all spinning our wheels, including, I guess, including them. Like, well, all this c- theorizing and opinionating, but we're not even getting, like, the nitty-gritty of what the fuck is going on And here. they keep throwing around this BS game plan. Oh, we need a game plan. You don't want to have to have a talk about a game plan. I don't want to talk about a game plan. You're scared to do it. She's like, supposed to bring me the going, game plan. What is going on here? I know, like, I'm so confused. I'm like, guys, we're not... Uh, no one's asking you to create a five-page outline. Can someone get this couple a of whiteboard? Like, <laughs> Seriously, just get them a whiteboard. They need to go borrow the fucking whiteboard. They they have more potential than the other couple. So go get it from Mark and Lindsay's house, and we need to write some things down here. But yeah, I'm just a generally a little bit confused. Like I feel, I think because I'm so confused at like what each of them is fixating on. I just keep having this feeling that there must be more that we don't know because it just doesn't quite make sense to me how little they seem to still know about what the other one thinks, uh, actually possesses, has, wants. Yeah, I mean, I feel like noise thing, and this kind of seemed evident with the talk with Sriracha, was that I think she wants him to get a job for having a job's sake. And that's so, where I'm a little bit. That's that's where I get a little annoyed by her. But like I said, this could be avoided mm-hmm. if that's the case. And Steve says, "Okay, I have X amount of dollars in the bank." We've seen Noi just needs to like think of things from a different perspective, and then she can adjust to it, right? So it's like if he w- was clear with her. I feel like we say, we have this conversation every single week. If he was clear with her, then maybe she wouldn't feel like he needs to get a job for a job's sake because yeah. she feels taken care of by what he's saved already. Right. Or what his future plans are. I don't know. And then, then well, they- I was confused though, because when she's talking to Sriracha, she's like, so her whole thing is like, well, I'm not seeing any evidence of like him trying to work. And She's like, I mean, I don't care. Full-time job, part-time job, he can do whatever. I'm like, wait a second. He's trying to tell you that his ideal world right now is being freelance, which means self-employed, which could very likely mean part-time. You've made it seem like all of it doesn't count if it's not a full-time job for an employer. Yeah, it's it's conflicting I don't stories. understand. And she definitely, I was, I wrote down like when she's describing it to Sriracha, she definitely, and, and this is part of the problem. It's like on paper, it makes Steve look like a deadbeat. 
Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like confusing for me because I just, I don't see him that way. And deep down in my guts, I really don't believe he's that. No, I don't. I really believe that he has a right to be acting the way he is right now. Mm -hmm. And we just don't know all the details of why that is yet. But maybe like I'm delusional. But okay. All of that to say, clearly, we're going to just be in circles about that. We both agree with what we don't fucking know and how frustrating it is. But then we get that weird overhead argumentish conversation over uh, her move wanting to move out or when when after decision day she does not want to move right in with him she wants a couple months for them to get to know each other better which if she knows anything about this show pastor cal will shoot that down when it comes time to make a decision because their thing is no you know who was it zach and michaela no like go date after this you're staying married living together or you're not yeah so that was weird. Yeah, she I mean, doesn't want to like com- feel to me. But combine then, their finances. But then she brings it up on after party. She expresses it as more of financial fears, and like she lived with an ex, and the end was really like heinous for her. Like she had to start her whole life over again. So she's feeling some apprehension, fear around like immediately joining bank accounts, leases all that kind of stuff right at that mark, which is fair, but it's confusing to me because she frames it to him as she's just not comfortable sharing a place yet. She just, I'm not comfortable yet. I'm not comfortable yet. But then in after party, it's all about the finances and my fear around joining finances. So I was just like, no, I I don't get you. I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know what this is about. You know, it'll help the situation. Posting about it on Instagram stories? Yes. Of course. You read of my course mind. Will. We've got to read this, y'all. We have another sub post, an unacceptable sub post that says, the moment you start to wonder if you deserve better, you do. Now. Okay. First things first, this is the stupidest quote that I've ever seen. It's the stupidest quote I've ever seen. This is the most sorry excuse for like something effing inspirational I've ever heard. The moment you start to wonder if you deserve better, you do? Excuse me. Like, is that based in, that sounds like a a recipe for narcissism. Is that true? I don't know. It was weird. I just, I'm it's like. Dumb as shit. Like, she saw First of all, so he calls something. her out. She yeah. says, it's not about you. Oh, give me a break. I'm like, oh, so you're gaslighting Steve now. It's give not me about you. A break, please. Yeah, we need to Garbage. move. Oh, you're in your 30s. We need to move away from MySpace headlines, Facebook status updates. Yeah, with these teenage responses to things. I'm sorry if that sounds harsh. It's not a good look. It just isn't. Handle your business the way it needs to be handled. Don't sub-post. It's insane. About your relationship like this. This This is is not not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could not believe. And I'm like, and he's talking to his sister-in-law about it, which I'm just like, oh my God, this is all so embarrassing. And then the sister's takeaway was her theory is that Noi just needs space 
I was like, sister, friend, no, you don't know Noi. You don't know the situation. Just don't advise. All that to say, <laughs> this couple, like, I'm just. I'm the least hopeful for them now than I have been the whole time. I'm just confused by it all. Make it make sense. I know. I just feel like we're kind of stuck and uh, I don't see. We're not getting enough to be able to give informed takes on the matter yeah, exactly. like we're having and to infer we've still talked about them for this song. i know we've, we're having to like infer about what we think they're talking I about know. and it's freaking annoying it's so, so let's annoying. move on okay last but definitely not friggin least jasmina and michael this is my favorite couple right now i'm yeah, they're so doing great. happy i love when a slow burn starts to pay off what did you you called them a couple weeks ago the crock pot couple yes and I just, I wrote it down again. I was like, they're absolutely our crockpot couple. They're still going slower than I'm okay with in the sense that like, there were so many moments today, <laughs> well, in this episode where I was like, kiss, kiss for the love of God. You know, like when they were in the kitchen, being reflective, cooking together, any of the times in the car, I'm dead. Like kiss, you know? And then like, when you see... It's been a month and I don't, I'm just kind of skipping around. Yeah, right that's now. fine. That cool? Do you, do you. Thank you. She says like, it's been a month and I still don't have feelings for him. And I'm like. I think that's physical related because he a, that's what I, I don't think. buy it. But B, you're not touching. Like, yeah. And hello, you guys did shut up. Like the first time that you guys actually really touched outside the wedding, when you did that tantric yoga thing, that was like. Insta closeness. Like that was the closest you've ever been. And that was the moment that it opened up for you that maybe you could see him romantically. So I just feel like get the physical, like we're talking like kisses. That's it. Get the physical relationship show on the road and the romance will follow because yeah. everything else is here. Yeah. But we can backtrack a little bit. I think that Michael. <sighs> What? And this driver's license goal as a as a unit, yes, it serves him as well. But the way that he has taken this on and is so committed and involved, I think is like literally the cutest thing ever. I am baffled at which at the way that Michael can thread the needle with with undertaking something like this mm -hmm. because. You know, I thought it was super cute. He's helping her study for the test. You know, the, the flash card, the note cards. That's great. Now, as they are going to a parking lot, I wrote down, I don't know if this is the best idea for a married at first sight couple. Because you can have a year. Can you imagine years, Lindsay and Mark well, oh, doing this? No, I mean, you can have a <laughs> years long relationship with someone. Oh, yeah. And teaching them how to drive can end in tears. And... Just destruction. Despair. Despair. And he just does this yeah. so well. He's so graceful. He's so patient. But Jasmine also, like her fun side is coming she out. She is like, she can't stop giggling. Yeah. She cannot stop They're running over cones. And I'm like, okay, if you didn't know how. narrow ass cones though. Yeah. I was like, Michael, you need to slow your roll here. Like, Rome was not built in a day. If either one of us didn't know how to drive, mm -hmm. and right now, 10 years into marriage, we were to go do this, <laughs> I don't think it would go as well as Michael and Jasmina. I think it would be 
a mix of cracking up and then yelling and crying. Yeah. And I would be all three of those and you would just be like really tense. Yes. Of course, I'm imagining you training me. No. Not enough money in the world, babe. Not enough money in the world. Oh, come on. You would if it was necessary. Yeah, maybe I would. Okay. But yeah, that, I thought, just the whole thing. He's such a thoughtful guy. And he's so, he's just so sweet. And that was such, this is such a cute thing for them to have as a goal together as a couple. Mm -hmm. And it's active and... You know, she's basically made it clear, like, I would not have done this if if I didn't have someone to push me. It seems so shitty and hard to learn how to drive for the first time when you're 30. Like, I really feel for her. Michael talks to his sister. He expresses feeling really happy. And I thought the way he described, like, that first few weeks, like, they were doing this weird paranoid dance around each other was the best way to describe it. And, like, something finally clicked, and there is a new groove. Um, And he feels like they're really close friends. The Scrabble at 11 p.m. in bed, very cute. Also, shout out to Jasmina for not mentioning anything about the first month being a waste of time. (laughs) She made a whole episode, so that was great. She did. She did. uh, He makes her dinner. Oh, yeah, Chef Marenzi. Michael has not made dinner for her this whole first month. I guess so. Wow. But, you I know, feel like he's making probably doing a lot of takeout. Yeah. He's making up for it. This is the thing I love most about Michael. His you mentioned a second ago his self-awareness. Yeah. Him being able to continually admit that he at times wasn't trying as hard as he could have, yeah. and then continually with that, making all of these efforts in a lot of different ways. It's not just, it's not, I'm just not making one type of effort. I'm right. gonna, I'm, I'm doing these fun activities with the driving. I wanna cook for you. That's something different. I am, wanna show you how much I care about your dog. You don't need to eat a dog treat, Michael. Please don't do that oh, again. Didn't need not need Please to see that. Please don't do that again. Um, and certainly don't tell us it tastes good. Yeah. Like, but that makes me concerned. He's for your trying palate. in all these different. Oh, the texting. You know, oh, yeah. you know, like I need a text more. He's trying in multiple avenues of a relationship. Well, and then- and the I love it. The cherry on top is that he's reflective about it and wants to talk about exactly the whole process. So, like when he was in the kitchen. You know, talking about there, he was reflecting and he was like, you know, I'll admit I wasn't trying as hard as I could have. And I realized it was because I was so fixated on what I wasn't getting and what you weren't doing. And, and like what I, what I did do that didn't get appreciated the perfect way. And like basically being stuck with my heels dug in and he finally had that shift where he was like, wait, what if I just, instead of like ruminate about that, just focus all of my energy into serving this woman. In the ways that she needs to be served. And like, like you almost like you don't even realize how much energy it takes up um, focusing on how much your partner is not being good enough for you. You know, like Lindsay could take a freaking note. 
And and it's pay, being paid dividends in Jasmine's walls, Jasmina's walls yes. coming down. Yes. And I finally am like, oh my gosh, we're getting a lot of like her goofy, fun personality is coming out because Michael's putting in that time and effort in doing the things that she, it's just like, oh, it can be easy when you remove the ego a little bit. Right. It exactly. doesn't always have to be a grind. Yeah. If you just, you know, spend more time thinking about the other person and less time about yourself, you're, you can find yourself in a happy relationship. Right. And his personality is coming out more also. Yeah. Like he's being fun. I just and love I just, how I'm, silly and cute they are together. This was just the perfect, their segments was like the perfect lifeboat in wading through <laughs> this swamp of confusion. I know, I know. And doubts and fights and cat photo shoots. It was just <laughs> what was needed. So are you deep down like not like... Are you with me and kind of feeling like, oh, shut up. You have feelings. You just don't know them yet. Because I, it also looks like she says something Some more similar stuff next, next week. week. Like, I just think, I, I feel mean, nothing when he touches me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't. This couple has been taken out of context the most mm, with, that's true. with the next week clips. So I'm going to reserve judgment until we watch next week's episode. Okay. Someone needs to. I don't know. There's a part. Someone needs to make a little bit of a move here. Yeah. And like you can make the case that it should be Michael. I kind of think Jasmina needs to. I think it should I, be her. I, I, I think she I think needs. She wants it to be him, but I think it's way too scary. Like she has been so particular every step of the way. And he's done all of this stuff, and I'm like, okay, now he maybe feels like you need he's to. He's waiting for her to be ready. He said as much yeah. to his sister. He so was now like, I've she never... needs to take that step, in my opinion. Yeah, he was I'm like, I've honest. never waited this long to be physical with anyone, like, re- like just kissing. Yeah. Okay, a couple other things that I feel like we like from some after party stuff that okay. didn't get mentioned. I want to know. Okay, so Keisha, Keisha, I love Keisha. She called out Noi a couple times today um, in After Party. She did say, so when Noi was explaining her kiss my ass moment, and she's like, I was just kidding. And then she did say, like, well, I just feel like he's always critiquing me and what I'm not doing around the house. And I'm like, but I'm not critiquing you and what you're not doing. And Keisha was like, girl. You've told him to go get a full-time job like 72 times. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And then Noi's like, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, which I loved. But then later Keisha says, okay, Noi, what? Oh, because she makes a point to go, I would like to be clear that what I understand it to be is that Steve is not unemployed. He is self-employed. And those are two very different yeah. things. And Noi kind of nods her head and just basically says, well, if he's self-employed, I haven't seen any evidence of it yet. Like, that's kind of what she implies. Like, well, I haven't seen any of that. And then she says, okay, what number would it take, hypothetically speaking for you, to feel safe and okay with him not working right now? What would it be? And she says, um, um, 40,000. What are your thoughts? I don't think that she has a very good understanding of like how far 
that money can go in Boston. Yeah, I'm like. That's kind of my thought on it. I mean, very, very low salary for a year. Like if he's got 40K in the bank, like on its face, that sounds really good. I mean, it is. It is. We've ever had that. Yeah, no, not even close. (laughs) But, (laughs) but. But I get what you're saying. But like, like, you know, living part of the stuff is like in past episodes, the, the not working has been because she wants to have three kids. Right. 40K with three kids is not going to go very far. But like, it's not going to last you very it long. Like, like it's a just a really arbitrary grab. Yeah. Do you okay. want to hear my power rankings? I would love to hear your power rankings. We have new people in every position this week. I'm oh, very gee. excited. Okay. Coming in at number four, we have Mock and Lindsay. Coming yep. in at number three, Katina and Olajuwon. Hmm. Okay. Coming in at number two, Steve and Noy have fallen from the top spot. And I'm prepared to put Michael and Jasmina in the number one spot. Yes. What are your thoughts on this? I honestly... Because if you have some questions, I, I got some rebuttals. I would have considered bumping Steve and Noy to, to three. Hmm. There's too much unknown about the Katina and Olajuwon situation. The, and, oh. there's, and there's too much unknown about Steve and Noy. And so at the end I of the day, like we've been operating off of too much unknown with Steve and Noy for most of the time. And so there's a part of me that's like, why do they get to keep being so high just by default? Well, they've been riding the number one spot. They're no longer there. Yeah. So only time will tell what can happen. At the end of the day, this couple has professed their love for each other. Uh-huh. And outside of this singular issue of the job, and it's offshoots of chores, et cetera. Like, they still seem pretty solid, even though this was their worst week. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? I love it. Okay. No, that's, that's it. I just was like, hmm. My tone always changes during power rankings. I'm like on the defense. I the, know. You're so funny. You swear. I, what have I argued like two in 12 weeks? Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> killing the rankings this week. This okay. Year. Well... Next week, I am really, really grateful that we finally get one-on-one time with the experts. Great time. As in one-on-one, not couples. Each person meets with an expert. I love this time. It is when they are the most barren. They are the least able to, like, make up a bunch of bullshit or pressure the person sitting next to them to say something in their favor. It looks like... It gets dramatic. And hopefully all of these couples did their homework by watching the Houston season and learned that it is not a good idea to to hit a happy hour before (laughs) seeing Dr. Pepper. But if one decides to, I'm not going to be upset about it. Unless it's Lindsay. Honestly, I'm sick of seeing her be drunk and scary. Yeah. And being unpredictable. Only time will tell you what will it, happen. Don't you? You want it. Yeah, give me it. Give it to me. <laughs> okay, well, we hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Like, subscribe, follow, write a review, send us a coffee, um, check out the link tree. I didn't know what a link tree was until about four <laughs> days ago when Britt said she made one. So that is cool. Yeah. It's not a real tree. Um It is a feature of the social medias. So check that out. And (laughs) we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.